Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and back in The Great People Studio... My partner in crime, James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning, JJ. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm good. Like, I want to know, how are you? How are you? I'm good. Spring break. Kids are home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, mine too. Some extra stuff going on this week. Yeah, I kicked off with a, kicked off with a, it's always interesting whenever you have a lot more people around you yeah. that can keep you occupied or keep you distracted or bring you joy. True. True. And uh, I might note, this is uh, episode 97 today, so that means just three left. I know. I guess I have to get on the ball as far as planning something special. Yeah, for the big 100. special party. Do something. 100 is a lot in anything in life. It is. 100 years, 100 days, 100 hours. Really, I mean, think about it. How long have you ever, inv- or how, how many things have, have you ever invested 100 into something? A few. Um but not many. No, not but, many. But but not that many. We're, we live in a world where we just don't uh, we don't invest a lot or enough in other people or ourselves, which we hope is why you are here joining us this morning and wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, podcast, perhaps on radio, ninety two point seven, the answer in Richmond. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. You can catch every show that we do on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. In every show, we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspirations to live different. I'm curious what, you, what you're feeling on this whole live different thing that we've been doing now for about three or four shows. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's good to, uh, you know, again, as we approach our 100th episode, it's good to go back and, and hit on some themes that have been really important to us and that we've gotten big feedback from our listeners yeah. on and kind of put them, wrap, wrap them all up with a nice bow. It's a uh, nice package. On, yeah, on a multi-week program here. So no, I think it's been awesome. It's been fun to go back and, and revisit some of these topics. I feel like it's season two of The Great People Show. Yeah. <laughs> and I listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts are getting into seasons, just mm. like uh, Netflix. As a society, we're getting used to being in seasons because I tell you, folks, life is 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 a collection of seasons, too. Yeah. We all go through different seasons. Uh, some we are thankful that the season is over. Some that we're, we're not thankful that the season's over. It's just a great season. But that's where growth comes from is, and we're going through seasons here. I don't know where you're listening to us, but we're in Virginia, and we're going through a season now where... Like in my world, I have to mow the grass next weekend. Ooh. So I'm not quite as thankful for yeah. that season coming, but I get to spend more time outside, so I have to find thankfulness in that. That's right. That's and right. L- life, life is like that. Something else that life is like is it can get a lot more complicated when other people are around. Mm. You know, the running joke sometimes in our leadership training is, gosh, I could get so much done if it weren't for my customers and my employees. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. But that daggone, that daggone customer always gets in the way of us getting something done or well, our and, employee and interrupts us. I say other employees. I mean, I, was, uh, I didn't leave the office till 8 o'clock on Friday night purely because I needed to do a bunch of stuff that yeah. I didn't get to during the day because people were coming to my office every five minutes. A lot of, a lot of people live their life like that, yeah. where you, you have to have solitude to move things forward. You might be moving things forward without the solitude if you're being interrupted, or sometimes you want to get home and spend time with your family, but you know you need to get things done, and then you just have moments where you just throw it all down and say, screw it, I'm out of here. That's right. And then you uh, will pay the price later, maybe or maybe not. 
But no matter what, when you have a whole lot of people around you, or even just one, we don't need a whole lot of people to talk about today's show, because today's show is answering the question, who holds you back? Mm. Now, that's that's interesting, because there's probably not a lot of people on that list at first glance for you. One of the things we're going to talk about today is everybody holds you back. Mm -hmm. Every single person in your life is holding you back to a certain extent. Uh, why? why? Why do people... We talked about this on the last show a little bit. Why do people hold you back? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, and I was thinking about this a lot as we uh, decided to come back to this topic uh, a few days ago, and my my first answer... Well, my first answer would be myself, but that's that's... We'll get to that, but I think that <laughs> Good, other than my other than myself, uh, I think who holds me back the most are my kids. Hmm. And I know you know you hear that and you say, "My gosh, what a jerk!" He's he's <laughs> saying that his kids hold him back. But it goes back to what we were talking about last week, JJ. You know, before I had kids, I was a lot more risk taking. We talked about risk last week. I was a lot more um, into taking risks in business mm-hmm. uh, and in and in life because, frankly, it was just me. And my wife, but it's so much easier when it, was just, when it was just the two of us to take care of. And now with kids, I've got these two little people who depend on my wife and I for everything. Mm. And they hold me back from taking risks and jumping into some things that if I didn't have to be concerned with them, I, I would probably jump into. That's very interesting because it's it, at the moment they showed up, they were holding you back from your current path. But that doesn't necessarily mean that was the best path for you. I well, mean, exactly. Physically and mentally and emotionally holding you back. But the big question is really holding you back from what? It doesn't mean that they were holding you back from all the good things in life. No. And shoot, I, my kids have been the most incredible thing ever. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Next to the show. But, well, it goes without saying. <laughs> but 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 they they hold me back. Uh, but they they absolutely do hold me back from making some choices that uh, that again, if I didn't have two little people that who depended on me for everything, I I might make differently. So now the question is going to be more difficult to answer based on just what you shared. Is are people holding you back from good things, or are they holding you back from danger, from bad, from? bad things. How, how do we, because we know we know that everyone's holding us back to a certain extent, but how do we discern what they're holding us back from? Because it can get really tricky. It can get really messy when the people that are the closest to us are the ones that start to become the ones that are our largest barrier to whatever's next. Well, by definition, as we're talking about holding us back, I think that, I think that the inclination there is holding us back from you know, from success, from, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what, what we're talking about yeah. here. So in, I think in our mind, they're, they're holding you back from something that could be very positive, but the truth is you'll never know because mm-hmm. if they're holding you back from doing it, then you'll never know how things would have turned out, right? We've talked too many times on the show about regret and there's yeah. no such thing as real regret because you probably learned from that decision, even if it was a mistake. And oftentimes those big decisions are a result of counsel from other people. Mm -hmm. Now, this counsel could be someone that you admire, trust, and respect, and they're really breathing some insight into your life that you you say, wow, I never really thought about that. Sometimes it's the counsel from the people that love you the most that say, please don't do that. Mm -hmm. Please don't go there. Please don't make that decision. Please, let's not do this. And we don't know really how to filter that very, very well, because to your point about what are we talking about people holding us back from a success, on today's show, we're talking about we want to live a different life. And living a different life 
requires us to make some big decisions. And oftentimes the people that matter the most to us are the ones that are holding us back from that. And so, so why? And we, we have a short list of some of the big reasons why people hold us back. Number one is they just don't want to see you get hurt. They're just trying to protect you. They can't see you doing that, or they can't see you being in that situation. And there's consequences. Last show, we talked about risk being a huge barrier to living different. And they see that risk. They feel that risk. And they are applying and laying that risk on you immediately. Like, mm-hmm. they, they really don't see it going any other way is, James, the risk is too big. Please don't do that. And they're only looking at it from one very, very shallow perspective, unfortunately. Yeah. And another reason is that we have to be very careful about understanding is sometimes people will hold you back because they're unhappy and they see you going that certain direction, bringing more happiness. And it's almost like, I don't want you to be happier than me. Yeah. And that's been a, uh, a recurring theme the last couple of weeks on our shows is why, why do people react in that negative direction toward you? Well, it's often because yeah, people really, they, they don't want to see, they don't want to see you succeed beyond mm-hmm. them. You know, we talked about jealousy uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Look, that's the next one on the list. They're jealous. Perfect segue. In fact, that I'm unhappy with myself and I'd prefer you to be unhappy with me is is rooted in jealousy because if you start to create new things in your life and better things in your life, then they don't have that. Mm. And folks, this could actually apply to your spouse. Okay. We're not talking about other people that you work with that you may or may not get along with. We were talking about perhaps your children, perhaps your parents could be doing this because they're unhappy with themselves or because they're jealous of whatever you may be going towards in accomplishing, or perhaps it's going to bring more wealth or whatever it is. It's just a common reaction that a lot of people have when they get really, really close to you. Mm-hmm. And here's a here's a big one. Maybe it's the biggest one in here, is they feel like they may lose you. Like if you start to make some even small changes to live different you have stopped becoming the person that they fell in love with or the person that you've always been for them, or maybe the whole reason they became friends with you will now start to go away. Like it's going to, it's going to morph. It's going to change. That's, that's what we're going for here. But a lot of people feel like that they're going to just lose the entire you if you start to make some of these big changes Mm. in your life or even just little changes in your life. So they're they're holding you back because everything they're doing is really rooted in fear. And it's also, in most cases, rooted in selfishness. Uh, maybe not the first one is they don't want to see you get hurt. But I don't know as a parent, James, I, I confront this as well, too, that I don't think I let my kids do enough things to grow and, and prosper because I don't want them to get hurt. And I wonder if that's a selfish act on my part. I mean, do you do you think it is really? I mean, well, I partly. I, I can guarantee it's it's partly selfishness because it's my role, it's my job to protect them. It's me. It's it's something that I will get hurt if they get hurt. So I think it is kind of rooted in self and not. Hmm. And there's a lot of words that we use here on this show that uh, get. I don't know. They're just not as bad as. Oftentimes you you think like the word greed, it really can be bad, but it depends on what you're using that greed for. Selfishness can be bad, but aren't we all selfish most of the time? Like selfishness is just centered on yourself. So you have to do that often. 
So I'm wondering if just part of this equation with the kids and in, in, in saying, hey, maybe I'm too focused on myself with this, is just not letting go of my own insecurities could when be. it comes to the kids. Yeah, and could, could be. Now that they're getting older, they do crazier things and physically and... Um, you know, just you just have to be careful about what your what your intentions are when you're looking out for someone else. And on the flip side of that, we have to be very careful about other people's intentions whenever we presume they're looking out for us, but really they're just looking out for themselves. Yeah, and we've all been in situations where we see people doing that. I I I've got some specific examples that come to come to my mind. I mean, maybe. For example, you're thinking about moving and somebody doesn't want you to move. And going back to what I was saying just a minute ago, so my parents, for example, moved to Virginia to be close to us. They live okay. five minutes from us. And That's close. Yeah, it's which has been really great. Might as well move in at this point. Yeah, no, it's uh <laughs> let's not go that far. Um, but it's been but it's been really great. And we have no plans to move. We love it here. But my wife and I have talked about sometimes like, gosh, if we ever did have the inclination to move for some reason, like out of the area, like the fact that my parents moved here to be close to us, like they bought a house, they changed their whole life. It was their choice, but they did that. Like we would take major pause at that decision. Great example. Because of the fact that my parents are here. Now, if you ask them, they would say, well, my gosh, if you want to move, then then move. Don't let us hold you back, so to speak. But there would be that guilt there, going back again to something else we've talked about lately. Yep. And, you know, that's a sort of an indirect example in this topic as to, you know, and I'm sure we have listeners out there that are in similar situations, that maybe you have somebody who is physically close to you that you wouldn't want to move away from or you would feel feel guilt over moving away from uh, that would hold you back from, from making a decision like that. That is a great segue right into the next segment of this of why you let them hold you back. Yeah. Why, why we allow ourselves to either stay in the status quo, stay stagnant, not take a risk, not move forward. There's really good reasons why you shouldn't let them hold you back, and why you should. Um, number one is we don't want to disappoint them. Like if someone comes to us with a real strong reason why we shouldn't make some big decisions in our life or make some changes in our life, then we're afraid if we do this, then we're going to disappoint them. We're mm -hmm. going to let them down. And some of you have those kind of personalities where you're pleaser personality. Gosh, we should probably have a show on that one because I run into a lot of people that make most of their decisions because they just want to please the other person. Everybody, James. Like, you're willing to sacrifice your entire life just to make other people happy. And like many traits that we have in our life as people, there are some traits like this one that can be a major, major benefit to us. And there can be some like this one that can really be a huge barrier to wanting to grow because you stop doing self-care. You mm. stop realizing that you have to take care of yourself every once in a while. And if you put yourself in a position where you're pleasing everyone else all the time, then there's not much left for yourself. And you suffer from stress and sometimes depression and sometimes anxieties because you're just not taking care of yourself. And when it comes time to making some really big changes in your life to live different, to, to take any area of your life and live it differently, you start to think, 
well, what are they going to think about this? And what are they going to think about that? And what about them? And what about them? And let me tell you, folks, no matter what you decide to do, you can always find a nice list of things that you're going to do to disappoint someone else. Oh, yeah. It's it's a guaranteed part of this equation. There's not like a a path forward where everyone is going to jump on board and be like, this is great. I see nothing wrong with this. There's always going to be somebody with something that's going to come to you and say, in not so many words, if you do this, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. You're always going to have your detractors. It's just like we were talking about um, in, in the last episode, how any big decision that you are looking to make in life, there will always be a million reasons why you shouldn't make any major decision. Mm-hmm. There will always be a million reasons why you shouldn't make that decision, why you shouldn't take that risk. Yeah, you're always gonna have you're always gonna have the naysayers. Um and it's it's up to you as to, you know, I like to say, JJ, to the people who I love and trust to advise me in life, family, friends, business advisors, I always like to listen to their advice if I've mm-hmm. if I'm looking to uh to make a decision. And sometimes they tell me not to do what what I want to do. Yeah. And I look for a few nuggets that I can steal from what they said. And then I'm going to make my own decision. Uh, you know, I've bought a ton of businesses in my career, as, as you know, and one of my closest business advisors, who's also uh, been my CPA, uh, he has told me not to do every single deal that I've ever done. And I love him to Sounds death. Like He's my turning. one of the best people <laughs> I know. And it's it's like it's like Groundhog Day with these conversations over the years. And what I always say is, okay, well, I'm going to do it. So give me the best advice you can to protect me from making this as I make this horrible decision. I'll joke with yeah. him. But the point is, I don't blindly just follow the advice and the opinions of these people. I listen, I, I take the bits that are valuable to me, but at the end of the day, I drive my own decisions. I don't let those people ultimately hold me back. And that's such an important piece that you added there, that if you go into a situation knowing that someone else is going to disappoint you, is to come to terms. If you're if if you're going to make this decision, they're going to be disappointed, is to come to terms with that, is to accept that right out of the gate and confront them with it in a way. And I love how you started that, is I, I, I know you're going to be disappointed with this, but I'm going to give you this idea anyway. And another reason why that we let people hold ourselves back is because we actually believe them, mm, right? So mm-hmm. you go back to this situation that you mentioned about your CPA or this this example, and you could trust every single word that they say, and he literally could talk you out of every single deal. Oh, yeah. Because we trust that person, we believe that person, we don't, we don't really have to have evidence of this. Like, we, we have to have... No evidence. Good evidence is they've given you lots of advice, you've gone against their advice, and they were always right. Okay, that's evidence. That's, okay, I need to listen to this person more often, they're probably right. But oftentimes we don't have that, James. We just have somebody or people in our life that, I, as I said earlier, we trust, admire, and respect. And no matter what they say, we take it as gospel. Mm-hmm. So we're going to let them hold us back because we believe every single thing they say. I've kind of learned in life how to have a little bit of a skeptical eye, just like almost not taking every word that somebody says, no matter if I trust them to the nth degree, they're so successful, they've been down this road, they still haven't been down my road. 
they they were down those roads, yeah. right? And and even if they went down a road a month ago, it's still not the same road that I'm going down right now. We tend to kind of fool ourselves into believing something because it even remotely looks like we want to do. But folks, it's not what you want to do. It's not the same thing. Listen, the definition of advice is not I don't I don't have the, the actual definition in front of me, but it is Your not to, it is not to blindly follow whatever you are told. You mm. know, there's a big difference, JJ, between saying, Hey, you know, JJ, I'm thinking about buying a new truck. Tell me what to buy. Mm-hmm. And and you say, oh, well, you buy a Ford, and I just do it because you say. And hey, JJ, I'm versus. Hey, JJ, I'm thinking about buying a truck. What's that? What's your advice, man? What What do you think about the different the different brands out there? Yeah. And you give me advice, and and I think, oh gosh, I hadn't thought about looking at that brand, and I go check it out, and ultimately, I make my own decision. Getting advice from someone doesn't mean that you take every bit of it. It's it's advice. It is not a command. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Advice is not a command, but we do take it as a command from people that we put into in a position of authority in our lives. Yeah. Our our spouse, even our kids, they may not have authority over you, but we consider them an authority in the decisions that you should be making. Back to your example of moving. If you were to get an opportunity to move somewhere, you're probably not going to come home and say, hey, honey, guess what? I talked to a realtor, the house is going up for sale tomorrow <laughs> morning, and we're moving to Albuquerque in three months. Amen. Now, some of you are listening, you may say, I've actually done that before. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's a horrible way to do things, but you do have to take into consideration other people. It's just to what degree that you're taking them into consideration. How much weight are you putting on them? Are you letting them dictate every single thing in your life? Another reason why you let people hold you back is because it is safe. Like this, to the top one of our earlier list, they don't want to see you get hurt. Well, the the path of least resistance is just to not change anything. Status quo. That is the safest way you could possibly go. Now, there's a whole lot of loss involved in that. You may not ever realize the loss, but there is a whole lot of loss in that. And if we always take the safest route, not you can't expect new things to happen in your life, folks. And if they do, they're by by chance, not because of anything you've done by design or intentionally. I think most of the decisions that most people make are based on the path of least resistance. You try to, we, we, you, everyone, we try to live as comfortable as we can. But oftentimes the hardest decisions are the ones that we're making where it is the least comfortable and we have the least support of other people. Yeah, we were talking about uh, last week the poem uh, by Robert Robert Frost, "The Road Less Taken," mm-hmm. sits under my computer monitor in my office, has for twenty plus years. Um, because that's something that I think we've got to be very conscious of. I, I try yeah. to be conscious of the fact that the default is to take the easy way. Not that the easy way is never the answer. I'm not not saying that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always the best by any means. That's right. That's what makes this whole thing so difficult to discern is because sometimes the the safest is the best. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it's the worst. And the last one on this list of why you let people hold you back is that your fears are bigger than your dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, to, to me, a very powerful statement because it says that these things that you have inside of you that you want to accomplish and you want to do and you want to be a part of, you're letting the other parts of what's happening inside of you dominate. Fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of disappointment, um, fear of loss, just fear, 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 fear. And it, it really is a mindset. It's what you let your brain control 
in all of these situations. It, it, it's, it's what your brain is controlling in the conversations with these people. Because here's an, here's an example of, well, maybe it's not an example, but it's certainly a situation where you've been really excited about something that you want to take on and, and, and do different and be different, and you go and present it to someone with excitement and enthusiasm, and as they start to talk to show you all the things that could go wrong, you literally let every single one of their words beat down on this dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, just beats down and beats down and beats down until there's nothing left of the dream, until it's, it's over in your mind. And just think, 30 minutes earlier, it was what you wanted to do. Now it is the scariest thing you could ever do. What changed there? Did you just not see so many things? I doubt that. I, you're, you let your mind make different decisions based on another person's point of view that may or may not have really anything to do with what you should do. I mean, there are two types of people out there with this stuff. There are people who who are, are looking for others to validate what they want to do. And if they get anything other than that validation, they, they run away from what they mm. were considering. Then the opposite of that are the people, and these are the these are generally the entrepreneurs, the successful entrepreneurs, and you will see this in interviews time and time again with highly successful people. They will say, "Yeah, you know how many people told me that I could never do this? I I I couldn't even count." And you know what? <laughs> Every time somebody told me that I couldn't do this or I was making the wrong decision, it only fueled me even more mm -hmm. to want me to do this. So it's an inverse validation. In yeah, a way. and 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 you you couldn't have two more opposite reactions, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, one person it's it's they're they're running away immediately. The other person it is literally helping them. To to get even more fierce after after this goal, um, I think that's the exception than the rule, though. I think I, I think I, absolutely it is. I think most people, even subconsciously, and I've even seen this consciously, go into a conversation and say to themselves, "If they like this idea, then it's probably a good one. Mm -hmm. But if they don't like this idea, it's probably not." Like just so much weight is put on that other person's validation of our idea. If you want to do that, that's your decision. But I can't really think of a situation where you would put a hundred percent into that, into that person, and letting them validate the entire idea. Yeah, you yeah, know. And, and the other thing that's dangerous about that example is that that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as a bad idea, folks. I mean, obviously <laughs> there are there are plenty of bad ideas well, you get out some there. Hate mail after this. Yeah, um, but so you know it, it's. There's no good way to tell you, you know, when you should go one way or the other. Just, just again, that following your gut will will rarely lead you astray, in my experience. Yeah. Uh, a quick list here of how people will hold you back. This comes from Inc.com. Seven items. This is how people will hold you back. So this is what you should be very, very conscious and careful of as you're sharing your ideas, or even, James, you don't even have to share your ideas. These people can walk into your life and say, hey, I've been seeing what you've been doing, and I've got, I've got some opinions on that, or I've got some advice on that. We're actually going to give you a really cool tool to use with those people. Um, number one, they make you doubt yourself. Number two, they keep reminding you of your faults. Number three, they are constantly criticizing your ideas. And I'm going to pause on this one. Because you know you have people in your life, and we're really talking about the folks that are really closest to you. 
no matter what you share with them, they find something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, we all do have people like that in our lives. I, I separate myself from those people. I really do. I even have some family members that are kind mm -hmm. of like that, um, still care about them, but I, I interact with them the minimum amount that is that is possible. And James, the tough part is, and this is what our audience is saying right now, what if I can't separate myself from of them? What, what, is, what if it's my spouse? What if it's my kids? What if it's my parents? And I, I, I think a lot of folks, especially if you're listening to the podcast, a big demographic for us is that under 30 group. And when you get into your early 20s, you still have a lot of parents that are trying to control and dictate and protect us and care for us. And they'll very often be that person that constantly criticizes their ideas. Mm -hmm. and, and it's very difficult to separate yourself from these folks. This is where you have to be mentally strong, because if it is a relationship that you can't separate yourself from physically, you have to do something to separate yourself mentally. And this is where you have to have character and be careful for what gets into your head and really analyze it and, and be sure that what they're speaking into your life, you're allowing in as truth. Mm. Because the default on all this, every bit of this, the default is everything that comes into your head from other people is truth. Correct. That's the default. Everything, 100%. The key here is how to stop it at the door and as it's literally, as it's coming to you, you're asking yourself, should I be really considering what this person is saying right now or not? And those considerations are based on relationship, experience, trust, admiration, respect. There's a, it's, it's a complicated filter, but you have to really, in a way, you have to fight it. You have to become very conscious of this as people are coming in. Because if someone comes into you and starts to criticize something... One of the best techniques I found, James, is let them speak, but also start asking them questions. Mm. Don't just let them talk and let them criticize. Ask them back. It's like, so, so why do you feel that way? So, have you gone through something like this that makes you say that? You know, just these are questions, not to not to battle the person, not to confront the person, but this is started that it's part of that validation process of I need to know why you're you're coming to me about this right now. Do you genuinely care? Or do you care about yourself more than you do me right now? Or, or are you just a negative person that you're just looking for something to criticize at the moment? I mean, that happens a lot too. Yeah, and I think it depends on the person and your relationship with them. If it's someone who you highly, if it's someone who I highly respect, then I may do what you just said and ask those questions. If it's somebody who is is not that consequential a voice in my in my world, I'll listen to them, you know, smile and nod and and move on. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth engaging. Number four on how people hold you back, they discount your strengths. They don't, they don't really think you're good enough to go and do that. Mm -hmm. Number five, they minimize your contributions. Number six, they try to make you feel unimportant. And number seven, they want you to think that you have no options. That's a fixed mindset. Yeah. And a fixed mindset says, I'm literally just going to take one step at a time and just go the path that other people are kind of telling me to go down or creating for me or whatever, and not have any other... Folks, you have a dozen more options in every decision that you make every single day. Mm -hmm. It may not look like it, it may not feel like it, but oftentimes we don't take the time to even look for it, because we're looking for the path of least resistance. The path of least resistance says, I don't have options. I only have one options, and that one option, and that's the path of least resistance. And most of the stuff that we want to create for our, ourselves to live different 
can often be tied to the path of most resistance, or else it would already be happening, wouldn't it? It would. And we see that we say that all the time. Again, we talk. We, I feel like we talk about this on the show every single week, which is why it's so important. Yep. Um, you know, the status quo, your comfort zone. That's why it's called the comfort zone, folks. It is the most comfortable, easiest place to stay. Mm-hmm. So, with this exercise that I found on Huffington Post, um, just something to, something to do for fun. But if you're not taking time to do this, then um, you have to ask yourself what else you're not taking time to do to plan in your life. Um, number one, look at seven people in your life you spend the most time with. And I doubt anybody on this listening, this has ever even done that, right? I mean, literally, it's like, who do I spend most of my time with? I think you'll be shocked with how many people at work you spend most of your time yeah. with. Uh, unfortunately, your spouse and your kids aren't going to be high up on this list if you work a lot. Um, if so you're it's only gonna... counting waking hours. Exactly, <laughs> right? Um, and so when you look at these seven, make a list, right? Make a list, Put just jot them down on a piece of paper, and I, I don't advocate typing anything. These are the kind of things when you invest your time in it, you should actually be writing them down. Yeah. Place a plus sign next to each person that is a positive and supportive influence in your life and place a negative sign next to the people you spend time with that are difficult and take a lot of effort to be around. And then ask yourself, who do I let on this list influence me the most? And if you're having an honest conversation with yourself and you're letting even just one of the seven with a negative sign have even a 20% influence over your life. Just imagine the path that you're on based on that. Yeah. So this is this is an exercise in awareness. And once you've built this awareness, let's talk about five things that you can do to how not to let other people hold you back, because I'm sure you didn't want to hear an entire show of all the negative, nanny, negative nilly uh, people that are around in our lives, but we're still on the barriers of being able to live different, or the things that will, maybe I shouldn't say barriers, but the obstacles that will get in our way yep. is making a decision to change, taking risk, and then this third show on it is identifying and moving past the people that are going to hold us back and they shouldn't hold us back. Number one, you can't play the victim. People, and, and this is just having an awareness, that people really aren't holding you back. Nobody in life is holding you back. You're letting them mm. hold you back. I mean, this is a conscious decision you're making, and whenever you do this, you, in many cases, are playing the victim when that happens. And now, here's the line that I recommend you use, and we've talked about this one a lot on the show, is when people around us that we trust and admire respect, or even if we don't, even if we don't trust or admire respect them, start to speak into our life that, that is going to cause us to make a different decision, say this, thanks for sharing your thoughts or feelings, but this works for me, right? And what, what are you saying at this moment? You're saying, I appreciate your advice, not so many words, I know that works for you, but that may not work for me. So what you're saying is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because this works for me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for, hearing, for thanks for your advice. I've heard you. Yeah. You know, uh, it validates that you were listening. And you yeah, should, so you I should either that. be asking questions to, to help understand what they're thinking or tell them, thanks for the advice. This works for me. Yeah. Don't argue with somebody. Don't, don't try to get your way if someone's trying to redirect your, your path. Just no. let, let, let it go because it may not be in the moment that this is going to actually help or hurt you. It's going to be an hour later when you start to think about it, or that night 
whenever you start to think about it, or the next yep. day whenever you really start to take in what they say, especially if it's a type A personality that's going to be like, James, you know what you need to do? Like, you know those folks. that They yes. just literally feel like they can tell you what to do. Um, a third way to how not to let other people hold it back is actually kind of turn the tables on them, is, is lead them. Mm. Take them with you. This is where your skills of influence and persuasion can really make a difference in getting other people to embrace the change that you want to embrace. Because a lot of times that's why they're they're holding you back. They just don't want to change. So this gives you an opportunity to lead others through that change. Um, you mentioned this earlier, so we're starting to get to like maybe the negative side of this is you just have to give them less time. Yeah. Just don't take as many opportunities to be around them if you can because they're going to pull you back. And then the fifth one here, and maybe you're going to have to do this with some folks, is you're going to have to leave them behind. There are some people in your life right now that are not destined to go with you as you live different. And and that last one is to me is huge. And maybe because I've done that numerous times, JJ. I mean, when when we talk about that exercise and and you know the plus or minus sign, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I can honestly say I would not have any minus signs in in that in my list because I have left all those people behind and do so on a regular basis when mm-hmm. when I have someone like that. I just I don't have time for people like that in my life. Yeah. Um and and I'm not gonna let them in and and I think that one is huge, folks. Leave Leave those people behind. Uh, the ones that are, are, I'm not saying anytime someone disagrees with you or, or is holding you back, um, but the people who, who consistently are, are weighing you down. Yeah, just because they disagree with you doesn't mean yeah. you throw We're them to the curb. We're done. Yeah. Oh, you don't uh, agree with me? Okay, well, you can just leave then. Right, right. But, uh, <laughs> but no, but, but when, when, it's a, when it's an extreme case, when this person is, is in that maybe top seven list, uh, not saying to leave your spouse if, if it's them. <laughs> uh, sorry if that's the case. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, leave them behind. I think, that's a, I think le- leaving, leaving people that you love and love you behind is a worst case scenario. Yes. It's got to be pretty bad because that means... Perhaps you're being the selfish one. If you if the only path forward you see is without without your family, yeah, that's that's a bad situation. I agree, but uh, you know it's almost time for uh, for it me is. to leave you behind. Yeah, well, let's leave each other behind. Let's leave our. You know, I can't say we can le- leave our listeners behind because you can go to our website, greatpeopleshow dot com, and catch all of our shows. We have. 90, this is the 97th show. So theoretically, you could listen to us almost all day, every day from season or from episode one and keep you occupied until we come back to you next week. (laughs) I mean, that's the cool part about technology. So we want to thank you all for being here. If you found value in today's show, the greatest compliment you could ever give us is going on Apple and giving us a five-star review or just sharing it with your friends. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week 